Chapter 31 Damaged This is fudged, Quan said, staring at the test results. In what way, Jack asked. We're definitely picking up DNA sequences from known viruses, but it's not like anything you said Gomes was working on, Quan said. What do you mean, Jack asked, yanking the test results from Quan's hand. This can't be right. You must have done something wrong. Maybe your sample prep was wrong, or maybe... Eamon interrupted. No, man, we did it together. Did everything right. Even recorded the steps and double-checked everything. This is what we got. It's fucked up, but it's right, Eamon said. Jack eyed the results again. It was like a friggin' toxic Frankenstein stew of viral bits and pieces, none of which Gomes had mentioned previously. He was expecting to find dwarf mosaic virus, a plant virus, and human norovirus, what he'd found in Canada. However, there was none of that either. Instead, he found bits of plant virus called curcubit yellow stunning disorder, crinovirus, as well as hepatitis C and standard influenza. What the fuck, Jack yelled, causing everyone to temporarily shrink. This is crazy. Quan kept his head down and Eamon spoke calmly. I know, man. This is like going on a treasure hunt and being given a map of the fucking United States. It's practically useless, Jack shouted. So, what do you suggest? Eamon asked, in soothing tones like an owner of a rabid dog. Jack stared at the paper and walked the perimeter of the room, hoping some glimpse of insight would magically occur. It didn't. This is just too much, Jack said with defeat. Yeah, it's a bitch, but we don't have time to waste. We need to set up the crisper and get going on it. Eamon said calmly. Get going on what exactly? We don't know how it's even sequenced. We could create a vaccine that actually kills him. There's too many goddamn variables, Jack shouted again. Eamon just shrugged. Look, man, we got to do something. Beth walked out of Jack's hidden room and passed Serena without even looking at her. She was pissed and hurt. Neither were feelings that sociopaths dealt with very well. You need me? Serena asked as she climbed the stairs to the main floor. Just give me a minute. I need to make a private call, Beth yelled with a clenched jaw, almost unable to control her anger. She sat down on the sofa, grabbed Jack's house phone from the cradle, and dialed the number she knew by heart. Jack paced the entirety of the rooftop, inhaling the strong cannabis smoke and coughing harder than he ever had. Bosco turned in circles, clearly agitated as if he could understand the emotional pain Jack was trying to cover up. Jack connected with Luke, who was dreaming nonstop. He replayed the same scene over and over, as clearly as if Jack was there. He saw Bath walking through the field toward him, visibly limping as Serena followed closely behind her. He saw Beth's eyes flash with recognition as she pulled her weapon and began firing at chastity. He saw the corn leaves whip across Luke's face as he ran into the cornfield, 
a jumble of thoughts tearing through his mind as one singular thought began to crystallize. I have to save Chaz. His phone rang, jolting him out of Luke's head. He looked down at the caller ID, one he knew by heart since it was his house number. What the fuck, Jack thought. He answered the phone without speaking. You there? The female voice on the other end of the line asked. Beth? Jack asked, unable to contain his surprise. Yeah, was all she said. Jack was too confused to be pissed and too consumed with the thought of Luke dying to know what to say. It's not a good time, was all he could muster. You knew, she said. You knew all the time. Jack wadded up his face. I don't know what you... She cut him off. The floodgates opened. She shouted, she cried, and then she spoke softly. She told him about finding his room, that she believed him that there was no algorithm. She even said he was right, that she was damaged, that he knew, that he had known when no one else had. Beth bared her soul like never before. After a few minutes, she stopped. Jack was completely confused, yanked out of his element. He took a big hit from his joint and his anxiety plummeted, the weed taking effect quickly. None of it matters, he said. I know, she said with a hint of resignation. I realize at some point you're going to come for us, Jack said. She didn't interject to the contrary, and he continued. However, Luke's dying. He caught something in California at the agrifuse field. He's sick. There's nothing I can do, he said, his chest suddenly heaving, unable to control his sobs. Combs, he changed everything. I can't fix it, he wept. What do you mean Gomes changed it, she asked. A switch flipped in her, cauterizing her emotions and focusing her energy on her original task, containment of the virus. He created a compound virus I can't decode in time. None of it's what I thought it was. It's too goddamn complex. Jack suddenly felt the blood rise into his face and a surge of anger poured out. And now he's dead. Gomes is dead. If he were alive, I could at least find out what the fuck he did, but I can't. My brother's dying now, he screamed. A twinge of guilt hit Beth quickly. Without killing Gomes, the conversation would have been decidedly different, but Beth was in a different place from when she called him. She was back on point. Many people with sociopathic tendencies have the ability to suddenly change, and she was no exception. She listened to him calmly, taking offense at none of it, no guilt lingering. I may have something, she said calmly. What are you talking about, he asked. I found some of Gomes's notes. It includes scientific data I couldn't make sense of. I was just looking for where he was testing it. Think it might help, she asked. Jack pushed down his anger, his rational side kicking in too. Do you have them with you? He asked excitedly. I do, 
I'm at your house, she said calmly. You're at the house? Then he suddenly remembered the caller ID of his home phone. He didn't wait for her to answer. There's a scanner on the desk in the kitchen. Scan the notes and type in this email address. He quickly gave her an obscure email address, one of the many he had created for his clients. He stood on the roof, staring at his phone, waiting for the email to come through. After the last page finished scanning, Serena walked in and stared at Beth from across the living room. Was that who I think it was? Serena asked. Beth stared at her, taking in every aspect of the woman she'd spent all of her time with over the past few months. Dark hair, electric blue eyes, and a figure that her dark running suit accentuated nicely. The switch had flipped again, and now she was staring at her lover, partner, and now romantic rival. The words that Jack had written in his journal flashed like neon signs in her head. The word damaged was all she saw when she looked at Serena now. Serena was the one that Jack wanted. Who do you think it was? She asked flatly. I think it was Jack Glasser. And I also think you just sent him Gomes's notes. Serena's words echoing off the marble entryway. Beth picked up Gomes' papers and arranged them neatly as if going to a business meeting. I think you're right, Beth said, as she walked towards Serena, pulling her gun from her waistband and firing a bullet into Serena's chest. She stepped over the blood pooling from Serena's body as she exited the house, closing the door behind her. Jack wasted no time. He raced from the rooftop to the lab and printed the file containing Gomes's notes. Eamon and Quan sensed something big, hustling to the lab to see if Jack had yet again had another blinding glimpse of inspiration. I've got the notes, Jack shouted. What notes? Eamon asked. Gomes's notes, Jack said. Where'd you get those? Quan asked. You don't want to know, Jack replied. They divided and conquered, taking the 150 pages or so of notes, splitting up between them. Within 20 minutes, Jack had found what he was looking for, the viral combination Gomes had used. He prepped the CRISPR device and loaded in the data, hoping he wouldn't be too late. Quan looked down at his phone, which had been steadily vibrating for the last few minutes. It was a notification from Jack and Luke's home alarm. He thought about mentioning it to Jack, however, for once he decided not to interrupt. He quickly ducked out of the room and looked at the message. The alarm system he had designed for Jack and Luke's house was comprehensive to say the least. In addition to the usual video monitoring, glass break detectors, and heat sensors, there were other sensors that couldn't be overridden. Things like noxious fumes, fire, or gunshot sensors that worked all the time, autonomously in the background. Quan opened the message and saw it was a gunshot alert. He had never asked before, however, logging onto the system, he could see the alarm hadn't been reset since Greenleaf. He looked over the alert and saw the system had identified what appeared to be a gunshot in the entryway. 
he quickly pressed the button for a live feed from the entry camera, almost dropping the phone. He stood paralyzed, momentarily debating whether or not to interrupt Jack. Instead, he ran upstairs to Rhodes's office. Oh, oh, God, you've, you've got to see this, Quan panted, handing the phone to Rhodes, the video clearly showing Serena Green lying in a pool of blood in Jack's house. Rhodes sprung into action. The look on his face said it all. He looked at Quan, his face ashen. Don't say a word, was all he could whisper as he motioned Quan to leave. Rhodes's heart was in his throat, and he instinctively went into contain mode. His agent was down, one he'd personally recruited and put in harm's way. He immediately made a call to his team in Vegas, closed his eyes, and prayed. <laughs>